Today, we're starting up a series called Rhythms, and I'm super excited about this uh, series specifically because it all really stemmed from a long time ago, I went to a leadership conference. And during this leadership conference, this pastor, this very, very prominent pastor, um, he was you know, going across the country and speaking. He had just written a book. He was pastoring his own church. And so uh, we're doing this Q&A with him. And finally, somebody raised their hand and just asked the question that we're all wondering, you know, how do you balance everything? How are you able to do all these different things and balance your time and balance your energy? And I remember he sat there and he thought for a little bit and he paused. And then finally he said, you know, I don't think, I don't think I do. He's like, I don't really think I balance anything. He was like, instead, I try to find the rhythm of life. He's like, because this is the thing. Balance is a very static approach, and the world is very, very dynamic. Things come up. Issues come up. I don't know if, if you've been a part of this before, but I just feel like when everything is going well, all of a sudden something has to go wrong, right? And so th- that's just how the world works. It's dynamic. And so we have to have dynamic ways to deal with it. And what's really cool is, I, I, really what this is, it's, it's, a, it's a series about habits. It's different habits that God has given us to combat some of the things that come up in our lives. And when we, we feel like things, things are, going, are getting real bad in certain areas, we can use these habits and lean more into them in order to combat them. And so today we're going to talk about one of them. One of those issues that comes up is how do I manage my stress? How do I manage my stress? Now, I, I got to give this, this disclosure because it's really, really important. Um, I, I went to school to study the Bible. Um, I'm not a professional counselor. And so there's a lot of great tools out there from professional counselors. I've been to counseling and I've, I've enjoyed it. And so could I encourage you if, you, if there are some things that you feel like you just need to help managing on those ends, very practical, that's great. I, I do, other, on the other hand, see that God has very specific ways to deal with some of the things that we deal with every single day in life. And so we're going to be talking from the Bible. So full disclosure, I'm going to be coming from a biblical perspective, um, but I think it's going to be super helpful for a lot of us because I think that when we really look at what stress, because I, I don't know about you, but uh, anybody deal with stress in here? Anybody deal with stress? Okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm not alone. Thank God. I was, I was like, okay, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, no, um, no I, I deal with stress too. And, and we probably do together. We're actually in the most stressful time of our lives. And everything is causing us stress. And so uh, I, I thought of what was one of the most stressful moments of my life. Well, you know what's funny is one of the most stressful moments of my life was actually our wedding day. My wedding day with my wife. Anybody else have a stressful wedding day? Yeah, it is something else. I'll tell you what. They, they tell you all about like how amazing it's going to be and all these things. And then you're working your way up to it. And you're like, is this what everybody was promising? It's, it's something else. And I remember uh, for us specifically, our uh, venue dropped us one month before our wedding day. And now, if you don't know this, when you send out save the dates, you send out invitations, uh, everybody's already planning for this. Everybody's already ready. They've bought their plane tickets. They're, they bought their plane tickets for that day. And so we're stressing. We're trying to make sure that we find a new venue and they have pretty much the same, uh, the same date. And uh, we're getting married in Mexico at the time. Uh, and 
I'll be honest, my wife does not speak a lick of Spanish. Okay, I do. I, I grew up in, in, uh, in San Jose, but I grew up in a very Hispanic home. And so I, I know a lot of Spanish. So I was able to like translate, but I was very involved in the back and forth and trying to make sure I translate everything correctly. And so when they drop us, we find a new venue and, uh, and, and we're, we get the, the same date, which was super great. But then we start having to deal, deal with the vendors and we have, to, we have to make sure that the vendors know all the details of the things that my wife wants. And I'm trying to understand what my wife wants. And so at the same time, I'm like, yeah, no, I think this is what she's saying. And I, I think it, an anthurium, do you know what that is? I have no clue. Um, and it's a flower. Um, and so, so I'm like, okay, I'm translating this as best as I can. Like the vendors have a really good idea of what this is supposed to be. We've got our venue and then we're up to the day. And look, I'll be honest because like, you know, uh, my, my family's from there. There is, uh, we, we live in a different time in the Hispanic culture, okay? And, uh, and I realized it real quick when our wedding was coming up because our wedding was supposed to start at 5 p.m. And, uh, and, you know, we have a very timely uh, guest list that was there at 4.30. And uh, in Mexico, at, at times, when you're celebrating something as fun as a wedding, uh, we don't assume you mean 5 p.m. when you say 5 p.m. And so when we, when we told them, hey, we need the flowers there at 4 p.m., um, I think they thought 5 p.m. They thought the wedding was starting at 6 and so, uh, so our guest list is there. They're all in the lobby. They're gathered together. And we're looking at everything. Nothing is set up. The chairs aren't set up. The flowers aren't set up. Nothing is there. The arch is still getting there. And so I'm telling everybody, hey, hold on for just a minute. And, and then I go back there and I'm like, oh no. And my wife is upstairs going like, hey, don't we start in 10 minutes? I'm like, hey, stay up there. Take some extra time. Get ready. <laughs> going to be fine. Um, 5 p.m. comes around and everything is setting up. And when I look at the flowers, they were wrong. And so I'm a stress ball at the time. I don't know what to do. I know she's going to walk down the aisle and just see all of this and it's going to be a mess. So I'm stressing out. And my, my best man um, looks at me. He's like, hey, we're just going to walk down the aisle. At the end of the day, you'll see what really matters. Guys, I kid you not, I walked down that aisle and she walked down that aisle, and I could t- not tell you anything about the flowers. I couldn't tell you anything about all the things that were around us, but I could tell you exactly what she looked like in that moment. And isn't this what's interesting is just probably 15 minutes prior, the same situation is around us, yet for some reason, 15 minutes later, even though we're dealing with the exact same situation, I'm far less stressed in the moment of the wedding than I am before the wedding. The flowers are still wrong. Everything still showed up late. Everybody's still late. And yet, for some reason, it was all okay. It started making me think about stress. Because a lot of the time, we would say our situations cause us to stress. But really, what is what's causing us to stress? Because we have to ask the question, Is it coming internally or is it produced externally? And when we really think about this, we start realizing that we live in a constant state of stress, whether our situations 
change or not. I mean, right now, as it is, the United States is probably one of the most consistently stressed countries in the world. And these are the effects that it's having on us. These are real-world effects that, that stress has on every single one of us. You ready? Uh, one of them is headaches. Another one is muscle tensions, chest pains, fatigue, sleeping problems, and even weaker immune systems. A lot of the time, these different things that stress does to us, it causes us to make decisions. And maybe not the best decisions. It usually leads us to things like substance abuse, mental health issues, mood swings, divorces, and even our worst mistakes. These are the real-world issues that this feeling that we all feel is causing so many people around us and maybe even causing us. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, how do I calm it all down? But I started thinking about something. I started thinking, okay, if I am to believe that God is a designer of all that is good, why is it that he designed me with stress? Why did he put it inside of me? And so I started realizing there might be some benefits to this thing. So I started researching, right? And as I researched, I, it, it didn't take long for me to find some stuff uh, from a Berkeley study that talks about how stress actually develops us. It creates cognitive development. And it, it actually, believe it or not, creates resilience in our brains and our bodies. It does all of this. But when you really look at the study, there was something I found that was interesting. What it does is it does not cause us any, or it does not develop any resilience or any kind of development until we get to the state of rest. And so after a state of stress, when we go to a state of rest, our body develops. The same is true when you work out, believe it or not. When you work out, you stress your body, and then when it rests, it utilizes all of what you did during that workout to build. Well, that's not the truth for most of us. The truth for most of us is that we're just in a constant state of stress until we sleep at night. And then some of us maybe have dreams that stress us out. And so th this is what we're actually dealing with. What would this be like? This would be like asking your body to work out every single day for, for the entire time of your waking hours and then maybe even dreaming about working out afterward. Okay, that, that's what we're doing to our, our, our minds and our bodies because it never gets to the state of rest. And so what stresses us out? Well, I came out with two things, okay? There's two things that stress us out. Uh, one is uh, we feel all the pressure. Whatever we're dealing with, our work, all the situations that we deal with every single day and every single week, we deal with all the pressure, and the second thing is we don't want to lose control. I, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but most of the times when we get stressed out, it's because we slowly see our control being lost. We slowly see that what we can control is, is, is limited. And it stresses us out. And so what does God say about this? What does God say about the way we should deal with our stress every day? single week. Well, there's a, a passage in scripture from uh, one of the people that followed Jesus in the Bible. His name is Paul, and he wrote to a group of believers, and he says this. Uh, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. 
Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So when I read this scripture, this is what I see, is God literally just starts by saying, don't do it. And I don't know if you've ever dealt with something tough and somebody has come to you and say, hey, don't worry about it. It doesn't help, okay? It just doesn't help. And so I'm like, God, what? I mean, don't do it. Yeah, that's the best response I've ever gotten. But, but this is what I like about him is he says, yeah, don't do it because I'm gonna tell you how to deal with it. He says, in every situation by prayer and petition, present your requests to God. In every situation, every single one of our things, from our finances, to, to our parenting styles, to our marriages, to even as little as, I, I'm not going to lie, I pray for my car when it's not working, okay? And I don't know if you have, but I have for sure, and it's work sometimes. Um, but he tells us this, he tells us that the peace of God will guard your hearts and your minds. He says this is the outcome that's going to happen when you're stressed out, if you bring that in prayer, the peace of God will be the outcome. This is what he tells us. Now, you might be saying, well, that, I don't know if that's going to happen every time. Actually, I did some research, and get this. This is insane. This is bananas. The benefits of prayer on a psychological and just neurological level are insane. So I started researching, what, what does prayer do to our brain? Like in the midst of prayer, what's going on in our brains? And what actually happens is we start rewiring our brains. Believe it or not, something that happens in prayer is that it starts to do something. On, and, and like there's so many pathways that start getting rewired the way that prayer works. That it reduces anxiety and it, clar- and it brings clarity to situations. Actually, they, they say that a lot of our, our open-mindedness as a society is due to prayer. Now, get this. A lot of the same benefits happen in meditation. A lot of the same benefits. But they've even seen that in meditation, there is such a big gap between what it looks like to pray religiously and just meditate. A lot of the same benefits are true. But for some reason, there's an increase when there's a religious affiliation. I thought that was so interesting. So what, what does this tell me? This tells me that this verse, what, what God is saying, that's hardwired into our bodies. It's actually part of the way that we're designed. And so I started thinking, okay, well, probably the next question would be this. Okay, man, like, I, I want that. I want peace in my life. I want my mind to be cleared. I want my brain to be rewired in a way that I can find clarity in my situations, reduce my strength, re- reduce my strength, my stress, my, uh, reduce my, tra- my, um, uh, my, reduce my, my stress, my anxiety. That's it. Uh, my anxiety. Well, how do we pray? How do we pray? Uh, First of all, I would say we have to practice it. 
like any other communication in life, we need to practice it. Um, I have been caught mo in moments where I have not communicated with my wife properly, and um, it's not been great, okay? Uh, and, and I'll even say this. Uh, I don't know if you've been caught in this kind of situation. I have at times when I don't know proper expectations that I was supposed to do the dishes, um, and she knew the proper expectations that I was supposed to do the dishes, and by the end of it, uh, we, you know, the dishes didn't get done, um, and, and I'm in trouble. Um, but th these are the situations when communication is probably the bedrock for any kind of relationship. That's still true for God as well. We have to practice communication. How do you pray? How do you, pra or how do you get better at it? You practice it. But maybe you might say, well, I don't even know how to start, man. Well, I'm, I'm so glad that God has given us even that. Because when Jesus was on this earth, he taught us how to pray. And he gave us a prayer to model our prayers after. And it goes like this. Uh, the Lord's Prayer says this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed just means holy, all right? Um, it, it, it's a type of worship to his name. It says, Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, if you've been in church for a while, you've heard this thing. And maybe you've wondered, how do I utilize this in my everyday life? Well, I'm going to give you the steps that this is actually walking through for us. The first one is this. It starts by giving God credit. Recognize who you're talking to. Recognize who you're talking to. You're talking to the God of the universe, the one that can do anything. The second thing is this, um, giving up control. This one is the hard one. I will tell you what, giving up control is probably the hardest thing that we do as a humanity. Because when I have control, things will go right. And when anybody else has control, things are going to go wrong. But I'm telling you, the God of the universe has way better things to say about some of these situations that we deal with in life. Uh, the best example I can give for this one specifically is this. When you're in an airplane, trust me, you don't want to be the pilot. You don't want to be the pilot. And I don't want you to be the pilot if I'm on that plane. I want you to, to be the pilot if you actually know how to fly that plane. And this is what giving God control looks like. He knows the beginning to the end. He knows your situation better than you know it. And so giving him control and surrender is actually safer for us. The next thing that, that this walks through is say what you need. Just say what you need. What do you need? What do you need? And can I tell you, he cares about all of it. He cares about every single thing. I don't care how small it is. He desperately cares about you, so he'll desperately care about it. I'm telling you, I pray. I'm not kidding. I do pray when our cars go out, especially when we're trying to look at the finances and we don't know what to do with the car. I pray for every single situation. This is something that I'm telling you, God's never tired of. He's never tired of hearing your needs. The next one is this. Recognize where you've messed up and ask for forgiveness. You know, we say it, we're no perfect people, which means we've all messed up. We've all done things we're not proud of. And just recognizing that on an ongoing basis and being able to just ask for forgiveness. And then you ready for the next one? This one's a hard one. 
ask for help forgiving others when they've messed up. Ask for help forgiving others when they've messed up. This one is tough because there's a lot of things out there that has probably done, been done to you. And can I tell you this, the way I worded this is very, very specific. Ask for help because we need help in forgiving other people a lot of the time. We can't do it on our own. And the last one is this, ask for direction. Ask for direction. Specifically, ask for his direction. Ask for his direction in, in what to do with our lives. And I'm telling you as, you, as you practice prayer, as you do it on an ongoing basis, as you make it part of your rhythms of life, you'll start noticing that he starts clearing up a lot of your decision-making. Another thing that, that I, I think is super helpful is there's something called guided prayers, if you didn't know about these. Um, and on your paper, there's a QR code. And if you scan that QR code, and then there's one on the screen too, um, if you scan that QR code, there's actually a prayer guide through a YouVersion app, okay? This is a Bible app. Uh, it's free. It's completely free. And um, it stays free. There's no like, it's free, but if you get inside, they'll ask you to pay money, um, like a lot of apps these days. Uh, no, this is completely free. And they have tons of prayer guides. I just selected one of them. And it's something that just helps us. It helps us go through prayer every single week. This is the rhythm that we could use. This is the habit that we could use to combat a lot of the stress that we deal with in life. Because believe it or not, God cares about your stress. God cares about what you're going through. And he wanted to give you a tool. And as, as things get more stressful, here's what rhythms do, ready? As things get more stressful, we lean more into prayer. And that's how we can combat it. What's the goal at the end? It's a recognition of God in your situation because believe it or not, he's already working in your situation. You might not see it, but he's already a part of your every day. He's already doing something in your life today. And sometimes we get cluttered up with all the mess of life that we can't see God in anything that's going on in our lives. Yet he's still there. The second thing is this. This is allowing God to give us exactly what he promised. Peace. He promised peace. So how does prayer help us live a rhythmic life? Well, it helps us combat stress. It helps us combat situations that are too big to handle. Because believe it or not, some of your situations might be too big for you to handle. But they're never too big for him to handle. Peace is actually what our culture needs. I don't know if you felt it, but this is the one thing I feel like there's none of. I mean, turn on the TV, talk to anybody, get in any serious conversation, and everything is stressful. Everything is just asking for more anxiety, for more stress. And I'm telling you, what God wants for your life is not that. He wants peace. He promised peace. And peace is actually attainable. Believe it or not, that state of rest where you can develop from that stress is actually attainable. A few years ago, um, I was in 
Dallas, Texas. I lived in Dallas, Texas for a little bit, like I said, and uh, I was going to school there. And one of my friends had asked me to be a part of his wedding, and I said yes, and I was really, really excited about it, but uh, it fell during that week where they don't let you stay in the dorms anymore. And so I had to figure out a living situation during that extra week so I could uh, be a part of his wedding. At the same time, I had a few friends that wanted to come into town, and they had already booked their tickets prior, and I was like, somehow, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, but like, you just think you can make it all happen, right? You, you see all the things lined up, and you're like, oh, if I just stack it and organize it correctly, it's going to be fine. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to make sure I'm, I'm hosting all my friends that are v- visiting, Bria's visiting all of a sudden, and I'm not going to say no to her. And so she comes and she visits, and I'm trying to make this all happen. And at one point, one of the, the, the things in my schedule gets shift, and then the other thing gets shift. And by the time I knew it, three things were happening at the same time, and I didn't know who to say yes or no to. And all of them felt important, and all of them needed me. And I'm coming out of this dinner as I'm seeing all this scheduling go haywire, I don't know what starts happening. I start feeling a tightness in my chest, and I felt it hard to breathe. And before I knew it, I was having a panic attack. And in that moment, I felt crippled, and I felt weak, and I felt like I couldn't do anything. And I remember that moment of stress, and ever since then, I've managed my anxiety, and I've gone to counseling, and I've adapted certain habits in my life. But this was something that was, that got to the point where it just crippled me. I crumbled. And I knew something had to change. And so, by all means, can I I just say this? If, If there's any of you that are dealing with anxiety or any other mental health illness, like there are so many different counselors in the area, please seek counseling. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's actually a good thing. But can I tell you, God has already given us a tool as well. He's given us a tool in prayer. And I, I want you to know you can test him in this. Because adopting this habit, I'll tell you how many times that my, my anxiety gets the better of me and Bria stops me, grabs my hand, and we just pray. We literally just pray for five minutes. And it's like the world is different. Everything feels different. You can test him in this. And I know that the peace of God will enter your life. I know he'll enter your family. Believe it or not, if you develop this habit in your family, this will create good rhythms for your children, for your marriage. He said something else in in this scripture that I think is super cool. He says, the peace of God that transcends all understanding. I don't care how crazy our life gets, there is a way that God understands the world that's just so different than the way we comprehend it. And when we connect with him for just a moment, we get a glimpse into how to prioritize the real things in life. So I, I tell you, test this. This week, even this week, in in stressful moments, test prayer. Test it, try it. Use the prayer guide. Use the the little uh, six-step guide uh, that you have in front of you. Test this. 
and see what God will do. Because I'll tell you what, even when God, when prayer doesn't change your situation, it changes how you'll respond to it. It'll change everything about you. Sometimes prayer is less about your situation changing as much as it is about changing where you're at. No matter how big, no matter how small, God cares. God cares, and he wants you to trust him with your life. Would you consider doing that this week? Would you consider handing him all the stresses, all the things that overwhelm us in life? Would you test him this week in that? We're going to test that right now. We're going to pray together as we close, okay? And so if you'll close your eyes and bow your heads, we're going to take a moment and pray. God, I pray for the people in this room. I pray for myself in the midst of stress, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of a stressful life and a stressful world and a stressful culture. God, I just ask that your peace would be with us, that we would treat situations differently as we walk through those doors because your peace is with us, because you do something to our hearts, you do something to our minds. Lord, let us just hand things to you all throughout this week. It's in your name we pray, amen.